A lot of gun news this week, as you know. Jennifer Crumley convicted four counts of involuntary manslaughter because she did not keep a gun away from her from her 15-year-old son, who then went to the high school in Oxford in the November of 2021, murdered four classmates. Uh, and she's been convicted first time in American history, which just goes to show you apparently safe storage laws that are coming next week in Michigan as part of this new gun control package, a whole bunch of new stuff coming. You don't need those because people can be convicted anyway if people use somebody else's gun negligently in a homicide. Lots to talk about. Dr. John Lott here, the president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. Uh, John, good to have you back. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, and, and I know that uh, I had you here for something else, but I do want you to weigh in on Jennifer Crumley. We've never had a conviction like this. It's it's probably the right conviction from where I stand, but it concerns me greatly because of the precedent that it sets that we start uh, charging people for the crimes of others. That's my concern. Were these parents negligent? Pretty clear they were. They bought a 15-year-old with... with uh, emotional issues, a handgun as a present, and then did not keep it properly away from him, and he killed his uh, school kids. What do you make of it? Well, I have a lot of concerns about uh, this case. Uh, you know, to go and mandate that people have to lock up their guns, just generally, I think doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, are there times when it, it's good to lock it up? Sure. But uh, there are times when you lock up your gun and you store the ammunition separately. It makes it a lot more difficult for people to get a hold of their guns for self-defense. And so, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to sue somebody if they've locked up their gun and making it so that they can't go and protect the lives of other loved ones that are there? Uh, you know, just having it on this one side there, uh, I think gives people kind of the wrong incentives and makes it so that you'll actually, I mean, if you look at the academic research, when states have passed uh, these safe storage laws, you actually see increased crime. Criminals become emboldened to attack people in their homes and, and criminals also are more successful when they commit those attacks. So I'll give you a simple example. We have something called hot burglaries. Hot burglaries are burglaries that occur while the residents are at home. Right. So we have data across all sorts of different countries. Um, if just compare the United Kingdom to the U.S., uh, the about the burglary rate in the U.K. is about twice the burglary rate in the United States. But on top of that, 60 percent of the burglaries that occur uh, in the U.K. occur while the residents are at home. In the United States, not only do we have half the number of burglaries, but only about 13% of the burglaries occur while the people are at home. Now, why the big difference? Well, they do surveys, believe it or not, of burglars to go and ask them questions like, how long do you spend casing a home before you break in? Criminal uh, surveys. There's, um, a pretty, there's an interesting approach. Hey, well, I guess it makes sense, though. It just makes me chuckle a little bit. Go on. Well, American burglars spend about twice as long casing a home before they break in. And the reason why they give is that they're worried about getting shot. And the way to protect themselves from getting shot is to make sure nobody's home. And also, American burglars, when they break in, tend to break in during the middle of the day because it's less likely that people are home. Or if they are home, they're more likely to make noise and stuff, so it's easier for the burglar to tell if they're there. In the U.K., uh, they break in in the evening 
because they don't care if the people are at home uh, or if they want to commit some crime against the individual, the individual's there. And so you actually look at the total number of people who die. Uh, you have more people die uh, in, in states that require that you have to go and lock up people in the home. You have more people die in their home from these types of crimes. Right, because they can't protect themselves. Yeah, and we're going to find out next right. week in Michigan. Uh, we've got all sorts of things. Red flag laws, storage laws, uh, a, a rifle and shotgun registration law. We're not quite clear on how that's all going to work. We're going to find out, uh, I guess, on the 13th of February. By the way, real quick, I've only got a couple of minutes here, but I am curious about uh, the law in Tennessee that allowed people to store guns in their in their vehicles because uh, the, the people said, well, you're going to have uh, guns stolen and more guns and crimes. What really happened? What actually was the outcome? Well, I think if you what you find is that total guns stolen uh, actually either stayed about the same or actually fell somewhat. Uh, what uh, some of the news organizations kind of reporting some uh, work from gun control groups looked at guns stolen in cars. But the problem is, is that when it was illegal for people to store their guns in the car, People didn't report those, okay? And uh, and so, the uh, you know, it's a bit misleading to go and, and look at just, uh, just guns stolen cars. Plus, if people have their guns with them, uh, they're less likely to be left at home where they can be uh, stolen by one of these burglars that we were just talking about breaking into a home. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. You know, it, it, all these gun control laws are sold under one thing. Rarely is it accurate. We're told all these doom and gloom scenarios. They're like, I was in Michigan when we got concealed carry. I, was, I lived in Ohio when concealed carry came there. Oh, there's going to be gunfights in the streets. None of that stuff ever turns out to be true, John. None of it. We have felt a, a whole line of propaganda time and time again. Rarely is it true. I'll give you 20 seconds for the last word today. I mean, so much of the gun control debate are about things that might possibly happen. But, you know, you, you mentioned concealed carry. I testified. Uh, three different times in Ohio uh, when they were considering and finally adopting uh, right to carry laws there. And, you know, they first of all were going through the horror stories about what was going to happen. Uh, and then finally, the third time I was there and all the other states around Ohio had uh, adopted laws, you know, fine and no problems. None of the right. concerns that were being raised. Uh, you know, they finally had to say, well, Ohioans are just different than, Which they're than not. Michiganders. It's, it's, or... it's always the fear mongering. That's what it is. Ohio's different. Michigan's different. The OK Corral, gunfights, the Wild West, all that nonsense never happens. Dr. John Lott, always on the money. Thank you, sir, as always. Thank you.